All communication is not created equal. There was a time when, during a project, I would was the official voice of a company that would send a million emails each time we hit send. And in getting to that point, now granted, prior to writing to a million people, I would write to 10 and 15 and 20. And prior to that, I would have one-on-one conversations, and that was the extent of my communication reach. But over time, I found myself writing emails to a million people. And what I realized at a very deep kind of like deep, deep, deep level, because it was reality, is that if I miscommunicated instruction to a million people, we could have 20,000 questions come back. And in the process of writing those emails, I honed communication down to a place that uh, changed the game for me. This interview is with my boy, my tech lord, he runs, he keeps all the trains moving in all my companies and all my products, Jaden Easton. He is a 21-year-old out of Vancouver, and when he was 17, he made a half a million dollars with his blog on how to jailbreak iPhones. Uh, it was just like three or four years ago. And then he went online, became an affiliate marketer, and kind of hunted me down and chose to be an affiliate of mine. And then the month before he actually kind of began working with me, he did his first information launch. He made $20,000 in a week. The kid is a true rock star. I like to call him the LeBron James of the internet. And uh, he's on our team. So I'm, I'm really, I love him dearly. And he spent six months living at our house. And inside of that, he learned a lot about how to communicate in a way that I call executive communication. We go into it deep today. We talk about communication as a form of love. We talk about it as a form of technology. We talk about it as the secret to real-time freedom, peace, ease. We also talk about it as the secret, uh, basically the trade-off in creating, um, alleviating the listener's creative burden and how lazy communication that only can spare us just a few extra minutes of good communication can save us hours of work with the fallout of bad communication. So this interview is very interesting. I think you're going to love it and we're going to get right into it. But this is another little sidebar. The first two and a half minutes, we have a couple missteps. It's the first time Jaden's been interviewing me on the podcast and I have a couple instructive things for him on the nature of interviews and how to really move in the audio modal or in the audio model and so it's a little voyeuristic and you know i swear a little bit and it's t- it wasn't meant to be recorded to be sent out but i asked him if i could leave him in for the first two and a half minutes because a lot of um, our listeners actually do audio stuff whether they do sermons whether they do instructions to their team whether they do information marketing and i think the first two and a half minutes are kind of fun to listen to and instructive regarding interviews and then We roll on with the power of executive communication. So here we go, Jaden and I, rocking and rolling. Game on. And we're live. Hey, Mark. So one of the very, very first things that you spent a ton of time with together during the six months while I was with you and your family in Arizona was communication. And more specifically, it was the aspect of digital communication. And at first, to be honest, I was kind of a little surprised on how seriously you took communication because I was thinking that you were just going to dive into a bunch of like marketing principles, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, in time, it obviously clicked, and it kind of amazes me to this day. 
how critical the skill of communication is to time freedom and execution. Yeah, so on this one, on this one, Jaden. So because we're framing up this question, it's taking too fucking long to get to it, right? So I think yeah. I think what we want to do in an interview is almost like a fast tennis match, it's like pop, 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 right? Question, convo, answer, back. You know, I throw you know I lo- you throw me a lob, I smash it. Then you know I smash it, but you return it with a surprise and it catches me off guard and then I'm smashing it and it's something the viewer can watch and be like, wow, these guys are really going at it and it's good. Right. So right now the setup is a little long. So I'd say something like, you know, in the six months I spent with you and your family communication, it shocked me how serious you were about communication. So how important do you believe improving your communication is to the entrepreneur and what's common mistakes? So let's just, I just say it shocked me the level at which you took communication. What do you think is the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make in communication? Just like tee it okay. faster because it just right. too much, it's a little verbose, a little too many words. So I take it you. from the top. Really tight, tight. Go. All right. Hey, Mark. So one of the very first things that we focused on together was improving communication. And at first it kind of took me by surprise at how important uh, the whole. You're good. You got this. You got this. What you want to do? Hey, what you want to do right now, Jaden? Is you want to stop thinking that it's anything more than you and I talking and others listening? Yeah. You're you're thinking you want to be as natural of conversation as if we were having a couple drinks. Just natural. It's so natural. It's just a conversation. That's all it is. So it's a conversation back and forth, a fruitful one. Okay. So yeah. you got this. Hey, Mark. So one of the very first things that we focused on together during the six months of mentorship was communication. And at first, it kind of took me by surprise at how serious this skill was. So what do you think one of the most common mistakes entrepreneurs make when it comes to the world of communication? Jaden, that's a great question. So for me, communication and why I'm a psycho on communication, we'll get into this in a couple other questions, is if I shoot a piece of communication and it requires you to follow up with a question. Okay. I am now in the, in the side of wasting time. Right. So what we teach in executive communication is a, a communication is a gun, right? You point the message. It's the bullet. The bullet shoots. It hits. There's no reply. Everyone's got it. So it's really anticipating every question, anticipating every doubt, anticipating every stipulation and anticipating it's instead of laziness saying, you know, Hey, Hey Jaden, make me a cartoon image of uh, me on a mountain with these words in a bubble. It's too lazy. You don't have enough of it to, I can only deal with questions in reply to that. So I think that the biggest thing in communication, whether it's ad copy, whether it's anything is that we shoot a piece of communication and the receiver has it completely. They they feel what we want. They know what we want. They know when we want it. They know why we want it. They know how to do it. And there's literally nothing to reply. So when I know I'm doing that, and I learned that through ad copy, really, and we'll get to that in a second, but ad copy, I send an email. It goes to 100,000 people. When, when we were doing the Ripple, it would go to a million people. One piece of email, if I had anything miscommunicated, if I gave any instruction that lacked congruency, anything at all, 
we would possibly get 20,000 questions in response. So communication, when it's done well, if you want to tap the masses, if you want to have massive influence, you have to be able to communicate clearly with no opening up of 10,000 questions back. I mean, think of what we just did with our illustrator with our, for our comic book. Um, right. you, you put it out. What was the experience that we've had so far? Yeah, he come, so we jump on the phone together, and he's absolutely amazed by just how well we lay out the vision. He's like, usually I have like a whole sheet of questions to really map out the direction of did, this. Did he, like, actually, did he actually say that? He actually was saying that's, he that's said usually? His words was, what's that? <laughs> wow. So what we're doing, everybody, we're, we're using some comic book media in stuff that we're doing. And so what I did was I wrote, um, I think I wrote about, I don't know, a paragraph probably, maybe it was a page or maybe two pages, but probably a page. And then I did a video over the page of instruction stating everything, color schematic, comparisons, timelines, budget, every single thing. And he, I didn't know, he, but I know that that's how people are. They're used to shitty communication. So yeah. usually no, he's, he's going to... Really like recipe like someone could take that and almost anyone could duplicate the results because they're so crystal clear just like a, a recipe would allow someone to replicate some right. kind of food and so anyway so he he comes back and he says usually i'd have a page of questions and then what was his question did he have any what was his question did he have a question he, he legit had no questions for me. his his question was when do you guys want to get started and what's what kind of time frame are you guys looking to do this in? <laughs> those, are, those are his two questions yeah and so here's the deal everybody for me, I don't want to have 10,000, you know, it's really the burden just on this first question. The biggest mistake people make is lazy communication. They put too much creative burden. They put too much thinking on the recipient. And that's poor. That's not loving. It's like for me, I look at communication as a form of love. And so to this particular vendor whom I've never met, I literally, I say, hey, you know, I'm Mark Overson. I'm on a video. I show my family for about three seconds. Say, this is my wife, blah, blah, blah. We live here. We do this. Boom. 20 seconds. It's over. He knows who I am now. And that's an important part of communication is the actual relationship between the communicator and the communicatee. So anyway, I wanted to start building that rapport. But the gist of it is I don't I, – I want him to feel like he's encountering something amazing by working with us. That's what I want them to feel. So another thing in communication is you want to say at the top of the game, what do I want the recipient to feel? And someone would say, well, maybe, you know, oh, come on now. You know, this is just about a comic book, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. No, it's not. It's not. It's about somebody who, and this, let's just take the comic book as an, as an example. I want this comic book guy to emerge from this and say, this is one of the best projects I've ever done. This was probably the best client I've ever worked with. This is the clearest thing I've ever seen. I want him to be able to feel inspired that he can do his gifts and do them quickly and be inspired and see the big vision of it. So what I want him to feel is that he's a part of something special. And that's why in that early communication, I said, you know, this is a new medium. I've worked a little bit in the past. I've actually worked with Disney artists in the past. I've worked with the Archie cartoon guy, like the Archie comic book. I worked directly with them as well. So this isn't my first rodeo on it. But I said, I'm getting more into this medium and I might do a lot more of it. So this might be the first project in a string of projects. 
and I want them to feel like I might actually have a pay horse on my hands here. I might have a golden goose that'll provide me work for another year. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I want them to feel. So what do you want people to feel? What do you want them to know? What do you want them to do? And then the big, the big thing in communication is what will be shared. So right now with that particular illustrator, if someone said, oh, you're doing a project with Hoverson, what's it like? I know that the share will be uh, it's like nothing I've ever done. Everything was laid out. They paid the money immediately. As soon as I said half was due up front, they paid me the money immediately. I knew exactly what to do. And I've had a former, one of my former um, guys, well, Demir, he worked for me for about a year and a half. And then he, he went, you know, we were done with that project. And he sent me a text like, I don't know, it was months ago, but he said, I hate doing stuff for other people. Because I don't know what to do. They tell me vague things to do. He got so used to knowing exactly what to do that he said, literally, I hate working for other people. That's too funny. <laughs> so anyway, that's a little bit of question one. Let's keep rocking. I love it. Yeah. Now, one of the big things to kind of summarize this is I see like lazy communication as like a guerrilla warfare. It's like messy back and forth. And executive communication is just like a sniper shot. It's clean, effective, gets the job done in one hit. And yeah, that is, that is, and that's the whole goal. Cause once you get that down, um, it changes everything, which is, goes into our next question, I think. Yeah. 100%. So I mean, one of the things that first drew me to seeking out your mentorship was the lifestyle that you live. And you kind of live a lifestyle that to this day mystifies a lot of your clients, your friends, your neighbors. I mean, just last week you're in the mountains with your family and friends skiing in Colorado with money being processed each day. What's the real secret to your time freedom and how does it relate to communication? Okay. So this, this goes back to what we were just talking about. So how a lot of people move is they don't have the bias to get the idea into the world fast. Okay. So I just have a automatic bias that I'm not communicating so we can talk. I'm communicating so it translates into a manifested object, project, sales video. It's work. Like it actually, I don't like sharing to just talk, to talk, to talk, right? And so the big thing is like you take the comic book. A lot of people would say, you know, find an illustrator that's um, good and then let's start getting on the phone with some guys and kind of feeling them out and seeing if, you know, if they've got availabilities and seeing other, like, no, I don't want to do any of that. So what, what we did on this, this is just one example of the comic book. I think we had three guys whose work I liked. And I was like, I could, I could work with either one of this and this modality. And so we took images of their previous work put them in the video, said, this is, we really like this stuff. And we sent one email to two or three different people addressing them as, hey man, you know, if you're getting this email, it's because we loved your work, right? So it starts like that. And then the whole thing's done. Now, I still haven't had a conversation with the guy, but he's paid and the project's just starting. Now, a lot of people from a time, from a lifestyle thing, they would spend 10 to 20 hours to get to the point before they, the guy even is crystal clear on what he's doing. Yeah, interviewing him, doing whatever. Yeah, but I, you know, all this stupid stuff. But the thing is, you know, lifestyle, freedom, You time is not time. Time is a very plastic concept. It can be collapsed. It can be expanded. It can be – I mean, if you're making $5,000 a month and you bump it to $10,000 a month, 
but you can you can bump it to ten thousand dollars a month working less than you did working to make five thousand dollars a month. So what happens to all that time? Blah blah blah. I mean that's a whole different concept. But I'm a little hyper on this one. But the gist of it is tight communication. Like you were saying, people live in a guerrilla warfare. They're always dealing with like loose ends, loose ends, loose ends. One question opens up five more questions. And with communication, the secret sauce is you communicate so clearly that people know what to do. They know exactly what will happen. It's they know what they it's done. You don't have to keep talking back and forth. So that just opens up and buys so much time. So the real secret I would say to your question is, you know, how do I do this lifestyle that mystifies this and that and the other thing? Is the communication that I put out, I I labor over it to the degree that I think I anticipate every feeling, I anticipate every misfire that could result from the communication. And I'll spend a little bit of the time making it a perfect piece so that I don't have to deal with it anymore. That's my vision. Like a sales video is just a piece of communication. When someone watches it, you have to, in order to get wealthy online marketing, this is key, anybody who's got an internet business or anybody in sales of any kind, really pay big attention. Because perfect communication is when the the person being communicated to is inspired and feels pumped. They know exactly what to do. They know what to expect. You've addressed their fears, their objections, their hopes, their dreams. They've got nothing left to do but buy and get started. This is how we have taken out. So when, when I got started in this, Jaden, this is why I got so horny on it is, you know, we were selling the timeshare membership. So it's not a timeshare, it's a membership to timeshare resorts. And our vendor initially, it took a three or four hour timeshare presentation, one salesperson to one couple, three to four hours of teaching in a hotel environment, having closers, really doing the sales presentation. And they thought it would take that long. So when we got the internet rights, they weren't they weren't very optimistic that anyone would buy because they knew how much personal individual time it took to make one sale of the membership. So when I got into it, I thought I'm going to collapse the entire presentation to about 90 minutes of a compelling video. And we went off and made millions of dollars on that. And a lot of times there was no community. There was no phone call. There was no one-on-one. It wasn't required at all. Every answer Every question was answered. Every element, it was all there. It was done. And so you can hack the buying process, cut thousands of hours out of the deal, jack thousands of dollars faster, and that, okay, let's, let's just keep going. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, we're, we do this every day, so we kind of take it for granted. But to someone on the outside, I mean, shrinking that whole elaborate four to six hour process of a timeshare presentation to like what you're just explaining now, I mean, it's quite an incredible feat. Oh, it's 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 literally life-changing. <laughs> I love it. So to kind of summarize that, one of the things I've noticed that you do, like I said, is you just you look for open loops as one of the keywords that you use, which kind of really made it click in my head. Mm-hmm. And you do, like, you, you, might, you might spend 10 minutes extra on a communication piece than someone else, but at the same time, you get a job done in a single blow. Well, well remember so, when we were doing the stickers, the imprinted kind of Harry Potter wax emblem that we send yes. with Limitless stuff? Well... Remember, it was one email, and all it was was a simple order. Remember, it was one order. But I was like... Oh, I remember the stickers to clear. <laughs> yeah, this is when... I think this is when you started calling me that uh, sushi chef. What was that? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a documentary, Gyro Dreams of Sushi. It's it's kind of boring, but if you have like an hour, you, you'll get the reference. Euro. I used to call you Gyro. Yeah, Gyro, which is a joke because I think it's Euro properly said. But it's a it's an obsessive sushi guy. He's the best sushi guy in the world, and he's an app like it. I think it's ten years before his guys get to cook rice for the sushi bar or something. <laughs> anyway, but we went over the thing, and I said, and I remember I kept reading it over, and I said, now Jaden, what are they going to ask about that? When are they going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. And we went, we, we kept cycling through one email until they knew exactly what we wanted, when we wanted, how we wanted. And then it was literally just like, okay, we got it. And there yeah, was, it, that day was really when it kind of just clicked, like seeing how just that single piece, like they had no questions back, it got executed exactly how, how we wanted it to, when they showed up, they were perfect, that I was kind of like, wow, like, this, this really works, I can see why it's, it's so important to do well, this. Well, executive communications, it's a magic, and what happens for the vendor, so that particular vendor, who do you think they want to work with more than anybody else? Us. They'd have, we require less man hours to figure out what to do, right? It's just like this, the comic book guy. Do you think he's liking working with us? It took one phone call, just like, hey, we ready to get started. He received his money and he knows exactly what to do. Think how great that is versus like, okay, we've got this concept and what we're thinking and going through this interview process, I think half... Well, he asked me, he's like, have you guys made comics before? Because I think he was like kind of surprised just at how well we dialed it in. Yeah, and the other the other thing is, I literally when I said I'm going to step into the comic book medium, I went out and bought every single respectable how to make a comic, how to get rich in comics, how to write comic stories, how to draw comics. I ultra read every damn comic book by Stan Lee, by the Dilbert, everybody, and I burned through it. And and that's the other thing is that it, I didn't want to be lazy. I want to be a great. You, you want to be get a goal, and this is this is not how people think. I want to be the best client so and so has. Okay, I want to be their favorite client. So I want this guy. And I don't. I still don't even know his name. Let's not put it out yet. But I want him to say, I want to work. If I could just work with Hoverson all the time, that's all I do. If I could, right? Because. Because we make it so easy for people. So it's the same with, with the you know the little wax emblem people. What a great order versus us calling and being like, well, what do you I don't know about this, we're thinking that and that, blah blah blah. So it just it executive communication is the secret because with it, that's how you collapse the time to make the extra money. That's how you have less stress. My phone my phone doesn't ring with questions because I don't have time for it because I don't respect if I'm getting too many questions, I'm being a shitty communicator. That's my fault. So the amount of wasted, you know, man hours and questions because we don't spend the extra few minutes. We trade minutes for hours when we're lazy. Write that down if you're taking notes on this podcast. We trade minutes for hours, right? We lose hours because we fail to invest minutes. So when you just Really, really think of a perfect, like, what do we exactly want people to feel? What do we want them to know? What do we want them to do? And then what will be shared? That, that is the big foursome of, of a perfect piece of communication. You're going to meet with somebody. Number one thing is, what, are you gonna, what do you want them to feel? That's it. Because that's the guider of the whole thing. Because your words can get fumbly. You can say, okay, I'm going to say this sentence or I'm going to do that. But what do you want them to feel? 
period. Because your words, when they're in that state of rapport and they're hearing and they're feeling, all of a sudden you can miss a word or two and it doesn't matter because the feeling is driving it. And then what will be shared, right? And when you lead with what do you want someone to feel and what do you want them to share, then you actually can communicate super clear to somebody and in a way that they're going to like. So anyway. Yeah, but people will underestimate the value of those questions. But I mean, that's really the underlying framework of almost every project that you do is we always start by mapping out those questions. And it's kind of a good segue. So one of the one of our kind of conversations on executive communication, you said that you view you view it almost as a technology, and I thought this was a pretty compelling comparison. So can you kind of elaborate a little bit on how you view executive communication as a technology, and then just like any other technology, like maybe just share its its blueprint, quote unquote, on what would be like the three or four components of a really great executive communication piece? Okay, so when I say it's technology, so everybody imagine like a rotary phone, okay? That's technology. And now imagine a brand new iPhone 6 or a brand new Galaxy, okay? Both are technology, but better technology usually gets smaller. It's usually faster and smaller. I mean, usually technology means faster, smaller, and less thinking. The reason the iPhone took off like it did was it was so user-friendly. Steve was constantly thinking, user experience, ease of use, ease of use, ease of use, speed of use, ease of use, and small. And now, of course, it's going opposite, and the iPhone is as big as my laptop now. But the gist of it is communication as technology is I want someone to say, like, wow, I'm used to dealing with, like, Fred Flintstone, you know, car, and here comes this great Tesla. So technology for me just means it's a tight, clean piece of technology that moves work faster and easier. Technology usually just means an iteration that makes things better. So I just, I want to be able to communicate to my vendors, to my buyers, in the fastest, tightest, easiest, effervescent, most user-friendly, least confusing possible way that is that can be done. Like I literally want to communicate so clear that, especially with the blueprints, like you take info marketing blueprint and why that's generated probably a thousand plus six figure online marketers and info creators is because the blueprints, I wanted the blueprints to be able to be looked at and have no need of personal coaching, no need of further questions. I know exactly how to create an info market, info marketing product, promote the product, get paid on the product, deliver the product, and have the buyer be happy. And so I'm able to communicate that to thousands and thousands of people, but my phone's never, ever rang with someone going, you know, in module two, when you say that, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Because I'm actually thinking technology, so user-friendly, so clear, so tight, so effective, that it makes the past obsolete. So that's that's kind of what you're going for on, on some of that stuff. And I think you know, the, the checklist, the recipe, of course, you've got your who, where, why, what, when. And, and really, it's amazing. We learned that in third grade, but I'm, I, I don't even <laughs> deal. Well, before anyone even talks or works with me, I, they have to go through executive communication. And if they email me, um, well, I'm talking like staff and teammates and stuff, and they don't follow executive communication, I don't deal with it. For instance, if I get a text that says, hey, hey, Mark, you got two minutes? That's not executive. So I'll just reply back, executive communication, please. Hey, Mark, do you got two minutes? Because there's a buyer who wants to do coaching for $10,000, but he wants to meet with you first. 
Um, what do you want me to say to him? What do you want me to do to him? What, you know, that kind of thing is right. two minutes. I want to know, you know what I'm saying? So working with you was great early on. And that's because you're so proficient at communication. Now it's a joke and you, you really Jaden are such a blessing to work with. Um, but anyway, the pieces are who, what, why, where, when, and then what do you want them to feel lead with? What do you want the recipient to feel? What do you like? And if you're doing a sales communication, what do you want them to feel? You want them to feel like they really want this product. They need this product. Right. They might, and if it's the right buyer, those questions, because there's almost like a spirit to what you do in your communication and your sales copy. And there's also yeah. a human element to it. That's yes. different than what most people. Do. That's the thing. And the people that don't, that, that uh, hoo ha anything to do with the spiritual element of communication, there's a spiritual fabric. There's a scent. There's a, it's a spiritual scent. You can't see it. You can't, you can you can't even measure it, but you can feel it. You can feel the spirit of someone's communication, and this just a good. It's a good point. Let's let's keep rolling. I love it. So from executive communication, because this is because this is technology, and there's always iteration. Came another technology, which you kind of dubbed leadership copy, and it's essentially executive communication, but instead of for more the individual execution, it's for a community. So. Where do people go wrong when they're trying to rally a community of people versus trying to just rally like an individual? Okay, so th this is colossal. So leader copy is a term. So sales copy is a term where you use words or a sales video or whatever, and it produces a, an individual to buy. Okay, that's, that's what I call executive communication, whatever. Leader copy is when you're dealing with a community, and, in, and currently in the online space and really in, in all the – whether you're running a church, whether you're running a – Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. When you're communicating to masses of people, there's a different psychology because it's not uh, it's not a one to one communication. It's a one to many, and the purpose is to take the group to a new land, to take the group to a new place. So, leader copy is the the real essential in executive communication. Leader copy is you want wherever that new land is, and if you you rally in the, the troops to go to the new place. The idea is the same with executive communication. I want to spend the least amount of time on this freaking project. I want to do the least amount of like personal phone calls. I want to do the least amount of everything to get the most value and to get it done faster because it's a pleasure for the person who is being communicated to to go, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go, bro. They're ready. Let's go to the next place. So when you're communicating to groups in leader copy, here's here would be one or two Super course. When you're communicating to groups, the Facebook groups, your team, um, your your group of buyers, your community, whatever it is, the more people who feel like they're inner circle, the better. So when we release a campaign, let's say we're going to release a campaign, and we want the whole group. Well, here's a great freaking example. Our last live event in Limitless, we left it wide open and we put up the event page, and everyone comes anyway. We get like eighty percent attendance. I mean, it's everyone's going to come anyway but in the past last couple of events we've thrown up the sales page or you know the explanation page and the payment page and it's just kind of been like drippy 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 over the course of weeks and weeks and weeks and then eventually all 80% of all buyers show up and it's you know that's just how it goes but it kind of leaks time and it there's a question you know so this last event what we did was we gave like a 10 day window remember and i and we communicated individually to um, a handful of people like, hey, 
sales, you know, the detail page is going out on Wednesday. Here's the gist of it. And when it goes live, are you game to purchase, to comment, and to say you're in and you're rallying? So what happens is uh, communicating to groups. We made the inner circle. Um, we took a few people to talk to a few people, and then we asked each of those people to have a quick conversation individually with someone else. And so by the time it went live, everyone was in on the secret, and the event sold out. It did everything we wanted it to do, but it did it in a week instead of in three right. weeks. We got the identical. It was so funny. Remember, it was all done, and everybody had bought, and we said, wow, that was easy, and that was a seven-day process. <laughs> I know. We kind of just like a moment of silence and kind of looked at each other kind of strangely. Like, why did and think of how much wasted energy, emotion, worry, wondering, uh, just right. because we didn't we we didn't use uh, scarcity in terms of collapsing time. We like we wanted people to. Here's was what we wanted people to feel. I'm going to come, and I'm going to commit to coming, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to lay down the money, and I'm going to lay down the commitment, and I'm just going to. We created an environment where they decided within immediately instead of, and it was kindness because instead of letting someone go, you know, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it. Ah, uh, you know, but uh, I'm not eh, eh, eh. because people aren't procrastinating until it's after the deadline. So the big lesson here is people don't procrastinate unless it's past the deadline. So how do you get people to take action faster? You move the deadline faster. How do you get them to take action on the deadline? What do you want them to feel? This is going to be an amazing event. I don't want to miss out. So we led with the feel, right? Anyway, let's wrap this yeah, up. Kind of There's a lot of energy created from that week too, which I feel like kind of cascaded into other things. And like you say, you always want to ride the wave of energy. So I feel like mm -hmm. it created like a nice wave for us too, which led into other promotions. Yeah. So yeah, and a lot a nice of a lot of thing with with communi with communication. A lot of it is just the deadline. Even when you're being nice, like I remember my. I, I mean, I could give you a bunch of illustrations. One of my buddies had a as a. He has bad posture and he's way too young to have bad posture. I look at his posture. I said, you have little headaches. No, he said, yeah, I do. He said, I said, that's because you're hunched over and I can tell your back is getting out of whack and you're not going to the chiropractor. And I said, here's the deal. I'll pay $70, up to $70 for a chiropractic visit. And if you'll do an x-ray, I'll pay up to $125. Are you interested? He said, yeah. I said, you have seven days and my generosity goes away. <laughs> and I've done that with, nice. with a friend who had shitty teeth. I don't have enough money to get all my teeth fixed and stuff. I said, dentists work with if you if you can do a monthly payment plan, they will work with you. They'll fix tooth by tooth at a time. You have one week. I'll pay for the initial consultation. I'll pay for the uh, X-ray. You have seven days, and my generosity's gone. So deadlines regarding what your kids. You want to do something nice for kids? Tell them, give them deadlines, and stick to the deadlines. You'll see you'll see the world start just unfolding in so much speed. It's another thing with communication. Um, well, so to kind of wrap it up here, yeah. you kind of even said it in this interview a little bit, but there's a lot of parallels, obviously, between executive communication and your copywriting. And to kind of put a bow on it, I'd say that every step along the way with executive communication, there's no ambiguity, there's no questions. So would you agree that the core principles that we can take from executive communication, we can also apply to really effective copywriting to get someone to opt in or buy whatever it might be? Yeah. So executive communication, that's why I, I believe the highest form. So they say, if you want to, what do they say? If you want a good man, teach him to speak. If you want a perfect man, teach him to write, right? Like a writer, if you can get to the point of writing right, right. and you can write perfectly, you're as 
that's about as perfect as it can come. And so the idea is a sales presentation that doesn't require questions. What a beautiful thing, right? And so executive communication really is selling because selling at the end of the day, it comes from Latin to serve and you're just serving, you're serving people. I mean, I could, I could go off on a little rampage here, but effective communication, executive communication is the idea. The, the root word is execution, meaning done. Right. It's done. It's over. And so instead of just volleying questions back and forth, and there's times for that, I guess. But when you're dealing with vendors, when you're dealing with buyers, people don't like wasting time. They, they don't know they value their time, but they can sense when they're in the presence of someone that does value their time. And as soon as they're in the presence of someone that values their time, time and the perception of it changes and they begin to value the other person's time. And then they begin to learn what valuing time even fucking feels like. And then their whole life changes. And so, you know, at the deeper level is from an executive communication standpoint is to be the type of person who moves business and moves stuff with such a keen awareness of time. Not a, not a freaky one, but just a value one, just a value. You know, one man's time is diamonds and another one is sand and rocks. There's just, they don't value the time. So I think the biggie, the big thing is you can make a lot more money if you communicate faster. You can do a lot more collaboration with people if you communicate faster. You can move a lot more of the world by communicating quickly. That's all I got. I got a, I got a interview. I'm two minutes late for Jane, so I got to roll. I love it. Thanks so much for taking the time to put this train together. Because I mean, just last night, real quick, I hosted a workshop where we dove into this a little deeper with a few of your buyers. And one person in particular, just the, the benefits that it had in her life, like communicating to her son. Yeah. How much this impacted that. Communicating even to her mother, because she said her mother is suffering from dementia. So she said that executive wow. communication has really changed her relationship with her mother. So I mean, it, this training has impacted so many people's lives. I mean, I, I can't even begin yeah. to tell you how much it's impacted well, we, mine. So well, thanks so much for actually putting together well, something Jayden, that helps people to this degree with communication. Well, that it's impacted your life lets me know. It's impacted my life, so I'm really glad you did that. But the stories that come <laughs> out of this are crazy. We've heard, we've had people say they've closed real estate deals way earlier because of this. I mean, I remember um, Sam, he sent a picture to my phone with a $15,000 check. And he said, I got this check because of executive communication. He said that it allowed yeah. me to close the deal fast to get the competition while the competition is doing unexecutive back and forth question, question. He said he came in with executive communication sold and landed the deal. And so we hear these stories all the time. It's amazing. Jaden, love you. And everybody will chat in a minute. Greetings from Jamie Easton. And thanks so much for listening. For about six months, I was deeply mentored by Mark, and one of the first things that we focused on together was improving my communication skills. It kind of surprised me, to be honest, that we were focusing on communication above other things like marketing, and it wasn't until Mark got me to go through one of his trainings, Executive Communication, that I'd realized how important mastering this skill is and how it allows you to open up new vistas of time freedom and no longer be a slave to your email. So I'd like to give you an opportunity to go through the same training that Mark had me go through on Executive Communication so that you can begin to mold your communication almost that as a sniper instead of a guerrilla warfare, which is messy. Just go to minutewithmark.com forward slash gun and you'll find a link where you can actually access the training for $7. Once you invest the $7, you'll not only be able to access executive communication, but a bunch of other popular trainings from Mark for seven days. 
So go to minutewithmark.com forward slash gun and we'll see you in the next episode.